0: Welcome to the Final Score Network and the Final Score Podcast, presented by Team Anders Realtors. I'm Andy, he's former D3 student-athlete and co-host... Ryan Cam, two-man monster flush! Off the inbound, Ryan Gamm Slam Jam! Find us on Podbean, the Apple Podcast Store, Spotify, or anywhere you get your podcasts. Follow us on Twitter at TheFinalScore35. There is always plenty to run through, but before we get to it, a word from our presenting sponsor. Team Anders' goal is to serve its clients in finding the home that best fits their needs and make the process simple and fun along the way. They are a team of people who will be in close communication, personally taking care of your real estate needs through technology, marketing, and advertising. Team Anders has served thousands of clients over 30 plus years in the Grand Rapids, Michigan area, and are here to serve you today. Learn more at teamanders.com. Well, with the passing of the Masters, we have officially hit kind of the crazy season for us until college football picks up and earns. Yes, we'll have NFL draft here coming up. Yes, we've got plenty of other, you know, on and off topics and things that'll hit the news that are fun to talk about. But be forewarned, We're starting a new mini bracket series of anything under the sun from sports to TV to movies to cartoons to food to etc. In one of our spots, we're going back to four downs because frankly, it's just hard to find five things to talk about that we care about that much. Um, Don't worry, golf is a regular, so if you're a golf fan, you're still going to get that. Mount Rushmore is still a regular, so you're going to get that. And Ryan is tasked with finding all the rest of the topics. We'll keep the rest of the format the same, but... Have a little bit of fun, so we're going to throw a little infotainment in there, I guess if you will, in addition to sports, broaden our horizons, stretch our brand a little bit, see if we can pick up another segment of the audience, so to speak. Great weekend it was, the Masters, we're going to talk a lot about that, but before we do that, let's start as we always do, at the podium, Ryan, the lectern is yours.
1: Yeah, um, coming off a a great weekend um, down in Augusta, Um, hit that lull. When we got baseball, we've got NBA playoffs, we, we don't really care about that. Um, golf, you know, there's golf every weekend, but, you know, three majors left One and the PGA is not until, um, you know, later May, um, and then N- NHL playoffs, I guess, that's intriguing. Uh, NFL draft coming up, but aside from that, I mean, we got, you know, not much, so we'll, we'll come up with some, some fun stuff here, but podium, um, uh, you know, the Lakers um, didn't make the playoffs. we how, how tragic. How juvenile. Um, I hate LeBron James. We, we've been outspoken against him on this podcast from day one. He's a crybaby. He's he's not a great just person. Uh, he used to be, and he's, he's really changed here in the last six, seven years. He's gotten worse. Um, and, and them not making the playoffs, is, I mean, it's hilarious. He, he was hurt, too hurt to play, Um and then, you know, their coach, Frank Vogel, who's been, you know, he, they won a championship in 2020, the, the COVID Cup, if you will, down in, in the bubble um, in Orlando, um, won it. Um, last year they played the play-in game, then lost first round. This year missed the playoffs completely. So Frank Vogel, um, you know, there's there talk being on the hot seat, and they're like, ah, oh, yeah, whatever. And he was asked, you know, about, about his job um, and, uh, after their game on Sunday night. Pardon my language, but he said, so Frank, what what do you know about your job? Like what, are you gonna be let go or are you gonna, you know, stay, are they gonna keep you running? He goes, I haven't heard shit. Not so he heard nothing. And then he finds out later via Twitter that he was fired. That is a horrible look for a storied franchise who's had their issues with coaches a lot, and what's the root of the problem? LeBron didn't like him. And they have to pick a coach that LeBron likes to bring in. Because LeBron gets what LeBron wants. They didn't like, when he was in Cleveland, he didn't like David Blatt. After like seven games, they fired him. And then they didn't like Ty Lu, They fired him. I mean, it, this guy goes on. It's on and on and on. He runs the runs the show for him. He's a piece of crap. It's, he's just, I can't stand the guy. He, he controls them and he controls the NBA. He really does. Um, it's sad to see. Um, it's why I'm not a huge fan of, it. and the play is just not great in my opinion. I mean, it's I mean they're obviously great players, but it's not fun to watch. Um, just unbelievable um, how the way he he gets away with this stuff, and no one really says much. Um, at least the media doesn't, unless it's you know a certain platforms. But unbelievable. Um, sick of this guy, man. He's he's got to he's got to stop this, but he's not going to. I mean, the good thing is he's getting old. He's 37. He's probably got a few years left in him. He's probably gonna wait till the sun can play. He wants to play with the sun for a year or two and then hang it up. So thank goodness his uh, his time's coming down to the
0: end here. He can flame and defame whoever he wants without repercussion. And do yourself a favor, if you agree with Ryan and you know that I do, go look up any of Jason Whitlock's takes on LeBron James. Whether it's a TikTok and you get a quick segment or maybe he's got a podcast. He definitely has a TV show especially if you're a fan of this show and typically by that we would mean probably fairly conservative in your views, you're going to want to hear what he has to say because that's coming from a person of color about a person of color. Um, and he tells it like it is. And, mm-hmm. and I'm telling you, there's why LeBron will never, ever, ever come out of my mouth as the best player in the NBA. He just won't. I, I, I don't care. He just won't. All right, switching gears. My podium this week... I know it's tough because he he did grow the Masters a marginal uptick by his appearance. It, it, look, it was remarkable that Tiger Woods made the cut that he shot a round under par. But after like you know all the circus with the practice rounds and then okay shoots one under the first day I get it, but as soon as he starts firing bogeys and double bogeys, and, I mean, what it, he back-to-back back, worst rounds in the history. He played great on, on the first day, and then
1: yeah. the after that he's coming kind of down. I mean,
0: you know? two 78s to close. Like, can we stop watching every single one of his swings and knowing how many times he chewed his gum before he lost the flag? I mean, like, look, I get it what Tiger did for golf. He transcends the sport. He brought in a whole different generation. Again, what he did was remarkable. He almost lost his leg. Now, let's not forget that it was because of his own carelessness and stupidity that's beyond the point I get it accidents happen but you know and it's funny too how we quickly forget past transgressions let's not forget where Tiger was 12 years ago Um, yes he's a man he's human I get it it's a great story he's the best golfer of all time bar none I get it but like I didn't need to see it on my app, to see it on the athletic, to see it on CBS, to see it on ESPN on the golf it channels coverage. It was just too much. Like there are other guys out there. You you minimize the performance of guys like Scotty Scheffler. You minimize the performance of some of these other guys who were great, or you lost sight of the fact that some of the world's best players didn't even make the cut. My point, we get it. Tiger's back. It was remarkable, but there's only so many damn ways you can spin the same story. Next time, just stop. Like, please, please. I think who has the is it NBC or ABC that has the open. He's announced uh, that he's going to play in St. Andrews. NBC, it's believe. awesome. You know, birthplace of golf. 150. Please, please, do not walk and watch every single swing and shot and spit and this, just Don't. There's so the golf is is rich with great golfers as it has ever been, arguably. These are the best times. Like, yeah, okay, Scottie Scheffler's on one hell of a heater, but still, all these guys in the top 20 could win major in and major out. That's not like when it was really just Tiger and Phil and maybe some, some also-ran. So get it. Give Tiger his due. He's the greatest. He's not going to meet Jack's thing. I just don't see it happening. He's getting up there in age. He's got the leg. He's got the back. That was a brutal test for him this weekend. I applaud him, Tiger. You're great for the game. I think you would even agree. We don't need to know your every single move. And by the way, my last little thing on Tiger, not related to him especially, but John Rom when asked in the you know earlier in the week about getting advice and and Rom kind of whined about the only person who gets advice from Tigers is BFF JT. Come on, Rom. Grow up. You were world number one. You don't need the advice. You get it from Philly. You get it from plenty of other places. It sounded kind of butthurt. Just saying. Yeah. All yeah, right. Absolutely. Let's move to our tee up slash personal foul, whatever you want to call it. Now that we're kind of back to four downs territory for the foreseeable future, this one is a lock, sock, and barrel, Ryan. And I completely agreed with this. Yeah, um, I'll give me. you the who, Ryan. I'll give you the why, and it is, and he has taken a bloodbath in the media, and this. Tweet was gone 20 minutes after it was up. Adam Schefter, you U of grad idiot that once rode in the back of my rental car in Phoenix.
1: Yeah, so uh, if you didn't see the news, tragic um, out of Miami. Um, I think it was, uh, was it Saturday morning, yeah, mm-hmm. early Saturday morning, probably 6 a.m. Dwayne Haskins, uh, former uh, commanders, quarterbacks, current Steelers quarterback, um, Ohio State great. Ohio State just legend um, DMV legend um, in high school um, and, and from all accounts a really, really good guy Dwayne Haskins um, was hit by a, a dump truck um, on the highway um, as a pedestrian who's I don't know he's still the under street.
0: investigation and they're um, calling it like a homicide investigation so they don't know if he was chased down on the highway yeah, or what's going just, on He get hit and crazy
1: killed. Um, Very, very tragic. And this young man—I mean, he—he had his struggles in the NFL. He did. I mean, he didn't. They thought he could be—you know—was going to be the first quarterback off the board. I think that was 2018, and he wasn't. Daniel Jones was, or or 2019, whatever draft that was. Um, And he kind of fell to to Washington. Wasn't great. Didn't catch on really. They got rid of him. Um, You went to the Steelers and has been fighting for a backup position there. Um, and, and, you know, it's gone through his, his struggles, but he's maintained, from um, what I've read about him, maintained, you know, great, great, you know, head space about it, been really good, been very vulnerable about it, um, you know, great brother, his, his siblings looked up to him, he's like a film, like genius when it comes to football, could absolutely sling the rock, had a fantastic, he came in against Michigan, I think it was 2017 um, yeah, so it was Muslim in the 2019 draft. 2017 for J.T. Barrett. Won them that game against Michigan. Then was great all 2018 um, for, for the Buckeyes. Um, and then tragically passes away. And then Adam Schefter um, tweets like, oh, struggling NFL quarterback. Um,
0: former. like this- Yeah, the beginning. I got it exactly. Haskins, a star at Ohio State who struggled to catch on in the NFL. How is that relevant to a young man's death a family to his family to his siblings to his teammates to all the people who poured out on social media about his sudden and tragic loss how is that relevant
1: awful.
0: i mean we get it espn you're the spawn of satan you're you're owned by disney and the woke of all woke the the i'm never sending my family there again of all brands these days and that's how you lead to talk about the death of somebody, to focus on what they weren't in their career, not the man that they were. Have some dignity and have some respect. Yeah. And I hope that we don't hear from Adam Schefter. I, fortunately, that's one of the many millions of reasons I got off Twitter, but I hope we don't hear from him leading yeah, up to the draft or any of that stuff. He has Go taken
1: away. a lot of heat. I mean, former you know NFL players, other people in the media – you know his teammates are pissed, and Ohio house, I mean, they're like, "This is not. This is horrible. Um, you're you're awful." And and he's he's really taken a lot. He deserves every you know last little bit of it. I mean, it's it's a horrible. Like you could just be like, "Hey, like, you know what? He he was a great guy. You know, he tragically passed away. That's all you need to say."
0: Yeah, as a communications professional professional myself, here's what you say: Just got word that Pittsburgh Steelers quarterback Dwayne Haskins was tragically killed in an accident with an automobile in the early morning hours of Saturday in Miami, rest in peace, thoughts and prayers prayers with his family, his teammates, his friends, period. That's, that's all you needed to say. And until society can get back to human decency and not giving homage to the, to the absolute distinct minority who cries their way to whatever they want Vis-a-vis Disney people, vis-a-vis the people who want, you know, don't say gay bill is awful. Shut those people up. Get back to human decency. Get back to Christianity. And maybe we'll get back to a modicum of the America that I've grown up in up until the last couple of years. And that starts with people like you, Adam Schefter. Are you the tip of the iceberg? No. But it starts with people like you. Human decency. What's that commercial that you see? You know, like um, kindness. The pass kindness, it on pass it on. One. Like the sports commercials that they yeah. play on, like now Bally Sports Detroit. Here you go, human society. Kindness, pass it on, assholes. All right, Ryan, lead us through. Now four downs. Uh, mm-hmm. First down. This one's all you. I'll chime in, but you're the one who's got the know. You've got the spreadsheet. You've got all the the intel and all this. So
1: yeah, yep. go. So uh, so we are. Um, <laughs> Captain's interjecting for the first time in a while.
0: Captain hasn't been a guest on the show in a while.
1: Um, We will, uh, we're going to talk college hoops here. We can't not. Um, You know, it's obviously, it's the off season, so it's a lot of recruiting, transfer portal, coach carousel, the NIL, you name it. We're going to talk You know, a little bit of portal, um, a little bit of coaching hires in the major conferences, um, and a few others here um, in the 2022 cycle so far. We'll start with the portal here. Um, It's been getting a little warmer later, and I found this out the other day. So the portal, these guys have to make a decision by May 1st. That's the deadline. If they commit to a school after that, they are not immediately eligible. That's pretty quick. Um, Coming up here in 18 days. Um, so we got, I mean, it is, I'm looking at 247 sports. That's what I really like to look at, um, you know, for my recruiting stuff, as well as Evan Maya. He's great um, if you don't follow him. He's with, you know, analytics when it comes to basketball, college hoops. You look at it, you know, guy, they rank Brandon Murray from um, LSU. as a four-star. coming. I mean, he's coming out of LSU. He follows uh, their, their interim coach, the guy that finished the season for him, to Georgetown. Georgetown needs a major, major shot in the leg to get going under Um, one Patrick Ewing, um, so could be good for him. He's a guard, nice player. Um, there's a lot of really good players in in the, in this, you know, portal that are also testing the waters, you know, Terrence Shannon from, from Texas Tech, really good player. Excuse me. Um, KJ Williams from Murray State, who was the Missouri conference player of the year. A lot of really good guys. And you look at like an Adam Miller, who's really good for Illinois. Um, you know, a, a guy, um, you know, in, um. And Xavier Pinson, that's been a good player in the SEC. There's a lot of guys in the portal. Andre Corbello is, ooh, not good. But, like, LSU's whole team basically transferred. One guy actually now saying that he's coming back. Um,
0: so one, they got two on the roster. So they have, like,
1: five guys now that can play. Um, yeah, it's crazy. I mean, you looking at Michigan State's not making any Illinois had a lot of transfers. Illinois, yeah. They had another guy enter today, a backup wing. Um, I mean, just looking at, you know, commitments here. Um I mean, not, nothing really a gr- huge so far. Um, but, yeah, it's going to keep getting warm here in the next couple of weeks. I mean, there's a lot of guys uncommitted. Um, they're looking to, to sign with their new schools. A lot of Big Ten teams in play for these guys. A lot of, you know, high majors from high major, high major, mid-major, high major. Um, so, definitely keep an eye out on that kind of stuff. Um, Michigan State's still looking at Jalen Bridges. He's coming for a visit here soon. Um, hopefully, we can get him.
0: Um, Michigan yeah. State needs to look at a big right a big now. I mean, we don't know Hauser might come back, but still, we need a center. Need I mean, your options are Marble, who I like, but you know he's got to make a leap, and then you've got Sosoko, who serviceable for five minutes a game, but is he ready to play twenty? I mean, if it took four years for Bingham to play twenty minutes a game, yeah, ugh, I mean you got a freshman coming in who's decent, but he's a freshman, and we've seen how Michigan State's freshmen typically have fared recently. Not Gary Harris, not Miles Bridges, not. Jaron Jackson, but Max Christie, who Ryan said if he comes back with a late first round draft grade is gone. Um, I know Tom, you don't like the portal, but don't be like Mark. Don't
1: be a bitch. Don't be
0: like Mark. You gotta look you gotta at it. Don't be like Mel. You don't gotta fill. be like Mel. Find a happy. you yeah, you can you can fill your roster with a spot or two. Worked out with Tyson Walker last year. He was a nice player, good pickup from Michigan State. But even that you saw it took him some time to kind of to get into the groove of things you need to work these guys in you need to do something because next year is the year like if you if you want to go out swinging and you only have two or three years left coaches the big, Ten's the big 10 weak. is going to be weak next year all the good guys have declared for the draft you've got a real chance to be very very good and maybe make some noise come tournament time if you can get a good team together and pick up just a couple of spare pieces with only two recruits i think right ryan coming in two guys just yep. get if you get bridges great he's a good wing he can shoot a little bit preferably i'd get go after a third guy that's just a flat out stone cold shooter but fine i'll live with bridges in a big um, and I'm not talking about like some low-level big. I'm talking about I want a, a major. We need major, rim
1: protection. We have no rim protection. We need, on the we need
0: somebody like Marky was good at that. He came along strong at the end. He, you know, he provided some offensive spark. He could rebound. He could rim protect. But they, they don't need to be a huge score, especially if Hauser comes back and Hall comes around. But you you got to have somebody else in there because even though the big bigs are gone, it's still. You, you just you need it you need it i mean we so had three last do year anything and you need it. yeah especially you need if you want to play in pick and roll you better get a guy that can that can create out of that a little bit i mean marble could a little bit because he could now we prove that he could pop but it'll be really interesting to see because like ryan said the rubber meets the road in the next 18 days uh, days otherwise you got to sit out um so that's going to be super interesting yeah
1: it's going to be it's going to be interesting for michigan state i mean all the um, i mean this evan Maya guy he's he got him down. He'll stars, all this good stuff. I mean, looking at his top five, Kendrick Davis just entered from SMU. He's like a 15-point-a-game scorer, like eight assists. I mean, he's a point guard, but that's a, like a great guy. Terrence Shannon, really good. I think his final three is Michigan, Kentucky, and Illinois, great. All three teams Michigan State play next year. Norcott Omir from Arkansas State, who would be the perfect guy for Michigan State. He averaged a double-double last year, six, seven, six, eight. Rebounder, um, bruiser can play in the post, can score, can hit an outside shot. Give me a Liddell type, yeah, like just, just something. And then there's a guy like Nigel Pack from Kansas City, who's stud last year. He's from Indianapolis. He visited Indiana and Purdue, and then he's also going to Ohio State. Great. Um, and then Carbello, he's looking at you know different places right now. Um, Adam Miller, could he come back to Illinois? Maybe. Um, it's just going to be crazy to see what happens here. Um, you know, next in the next couple of weeks when it comes to that, so definitely keep your eye on that. But coaching carousel, um, it hasn't been crazy as it you know has been in years past. When you look at the changing of the guard, um, you know, with these schools here, ACC, um, this is a major conference here, obviously, Coach K is leaving, John Starr coming, hasn't missed a beat, got more five stars over the weekend, shocking. How much are they paying them? We do not know. Well, but, now
0: it's semi-legal,
1: at least, right? Um, so they got these guys, um, you know, coming in there could be, you know, could be good for for Duke, you know, to have that change. I think he's Shire's going to be a good recruiter. Obviously, did lose Nolan Smith to Louisville, but they promoted Emile Jefferson, former another former player, to be an assistant from a you know player development position. Um, an interesting hire, not an interesting hire, but an interesting. Team Louisville. So obviously they we talked about Chris Mack here a couple months back, got rid of him, you know, having their their issues with him is kind of a a jerk. Um and then bring in Kenny Payne, who played for them. I think he was on their eighty what year did they win it, like eighty-six, maybe.
0: Mm, yeah, is he that old? Yeah, eighty six yeah, on the that team ner- never nervous, nervous was with
1: was with Kentucky for a while as as the top assistant, was with the Knicks last year as as his assistant, then he comes back to his alma mater. I think he's gonna be really good for them. Um, you know, the the alumni love him. He's a good recruiter. Um, kind of run a clean ship because that thing's been nasty I think dirty I've, for a I've while. I've heard good things about him. I think that they, they think he's gonna he's the guy to write the ship, and he's gonna have the you know the backing of the the Cardinals faith, faithful there. Um, so that could be interesting, especially in the ACC, um, in you know hotbed for recruiting down there, Indiana area, going against Kentucky. All that good stuff, um, but they're in the mix for a lot of five stars. Some they have some good guys coming back. Um, could be interesting for Louisville. I'd say you know that's a you know a B, B plus higher for them. Probably B plus. I think that'll be end up being good for them. Basketball's better when you know they're good and not cheating. Um, then Big East. Butler got rid of Lavelle
0: Jordan. What's old is new, baby. That Mata Br- bring back What's next Thad. Brad Stevens.
1: Yeah, he may be next. That Mata comes back to his former team after. I think he's been out of coaching since what twenty sixteen. He's is been out thing? for a while because of health concerns. Yeah. He was a
0: assistant athletic director or something at Indiana IU, right? Helped
1: out a little bit, um, and he's back. And I mean, they think he can do good things. I mean, he's a little older now. He's I mean, he's proven that he's a. Yeah, good, he was a
0: good coach, good coach,
1: good recruiter. I mean, Odin Conley, all the, those guys, a little up there. He can recruit Indiana, Indianapolis area really mm-hmm. well. It's just a matter of you know, can he? Is his health going to be okay? You know, him. Triumpling. Or is he going to be like Urban? Yeah. I hope not. I I, I actually did like Thadmon. I thought he was a always oh, a decent. Larry coach. Bird's
0: younger brother. It looks like.
1: Right. I think he'll end up doing well there. I'd say that's like a B plus, A minus, higher for them. Really good. Um, Xavier. What's old is new. Brings back Sean Miller.
0: How he doesn't have a show cause in this whole Dawkins thing. The you know whatever that was called. I can't remember again on Netflix. Yep. We've talked about it a million times, but like LSU Wade finally gone. Kansas, Bill Self, he's one of those cheaters, five, you know, level one infractions on the books. He's not gone. Like, how are all these guys still coaching? Bruce Pearl, he had a five year show cause, and then he's back. Patino, for that matter. Like, I, I can tell you why, because the NCAA says we can't have our big brands, including maybe even like an Xavier, who's kind of a, you know, a kind of a fringe brand, if you will, for mid-major, high mid major. Um, we can't have them out because it's just not as good. Like, come on. Get clean it up, already. Like eons ago, clean it up. Yeah, And is not going to help with that either. But no, whatever.
1: But whatever. Um, Probably good for them. He's a good coach, obviously. Probably good a v- coach. plus hire, A minus hire. He's yeah. a really good coach. Mm-hmm. Knows how to win there. Um, but that was before they knows were really how
0: to biggest. recruit with through wiretaps.
1: Sure does. Then Seton Hall. I think this is my favorite hire. Um,
0: no brainer hire. Yeah. yeah.
1: Shaheem Holloway comes back to his alma mater after the. Cinderella run at St. Peter's. I think he's gonna be really, really good. Who wouldn't want to play for that guy? Um, yeah, I think that's an a, a, plus hire by Seton Hall. I think he's gonna do really good things. Um, his players love him. He's a good dude.
0: No turnover in the Big Ten this year, right? No, Maryland. Oh, Maryland. That's right. Yep. Big and Twelve. Got Seton Hall's old. Yeah, coach. I'll get
1: to there. Big Twelve. Um, Bruce Weber resigned. They're bringing Jerome Tang, head assistant at t- uh, Baylor. Really good recruiter. I think he could be good for them. Um, I mean, Kansas State's a hard place to win. Is kind of, you know, they have to share the, the, the spotlight with Kansas. And Big 12's tough. So it's a B-plus hire. Really good. Yeah, Manhattan, Kansas. Then them, Big Ten, Maryland. bringing in Kevin Willard. And obviously, Turgeon. Was that? was that in December? They yeah, like, like seven 11. games a in. While, I, that's a, why I
0: forgot. It was a so while, while
1: ago. Um, Danny was, Manning pick up anywhere? No, I don't think so. He hasn't been great as a head coach. Yeah, he uh, Willard. I think he's a he's a really good recruiter, but I mean, he's really he's Turgeon, but younger. I mean, he's his teams don't normally do anything in the tournament. If they get there, they're which was the knock ravaged, on Turgeon, you know? I, I mean, I think that he's a real. I think he's a great recruiter, but I just don't know if like. Yeah. I mean, twenty twenty, they they probably would have been a top three or four seed. Could have been good. Had had a nice team, but I I just don't. I don't know. I think I think it'll be end up being okay. It's just not. It's not a sexy hire. notes. they they wanted the Andy Infield, you know, Bruce Pearl. That's who they're looking at. Um, didn't get those guys. I'd say it's a you know B, B say your
0: prayers that you didn't get them. Yeah. Say a
1: blessing. And then um, uh, actually no turnover in the Pac-12, which is crazy. I swear, there's always turnover. I think there was last year a lot. Um, SEC. Lots and lots of turnover. We had six new head coaches. Florida, um, Mike White slides up to Georgia. They bring in Todd Golden, who I think is really, really good. I think that's an A hire. He's already doing well in the portal, recruiting well. Comes over from San Francisco. He's a young guy. Um, seems to know. And he's a great offensive, a defensive coach. Um, I think I, I like that hire by Florida. Then Georgia, was saying Mike White steps in for um, Mr. Tom Cream, who's out, fired. Um Interesting to go from Florida to Georgia. Georgia's not a doesn't have great basketball pedigree. Um, I think he's a good coach, good recruiter, but he's never was great at Florida. I mean they had maybe one like sweet sixteen or elite eighteen, but nothing really crazy. I'd say it's you know B higher. Um, LSU, um, obviously Will Wade the Cheater out. They bring in um, dang, what's his name? Why am I forgetting his name? Is uh, Murray State's Murray coach. State's old coach. I yeah. have it right here. Where is it? Matt McMahon, uh, I think he could be good. Uh, it's just a, it's going to be an uphill battle for him, um, you know, with with this NCAA probe coming, uh, FBI probe, all this stuff. I, I don't know. I think he's going to be a really good coach. Just a matter of can he survive that? Um, so we'll see what happens there. Mississippi State, Ben Howland out, and then in steps Chris Jans, who I didn't even know this. Where where the, where the heck was he? He was somewhere, and he got fired for, like, drunk dancing with some chick at a bar. You know that? No. I can't. I, I got to I'm searching it right now. He was at, um, what was he at? He was at Bowling Green. That's where it happened, um, 2014-15. That's when that happened. Um, he's a good coach. I mean, he did really well at, at, um, New Mexico State. Led him to a few tournaments, so good hire by them, um, and then we're, we're going uh, sticking here in the SEC, Missouri. Um, Dennis Gates comes in for um, my man, uh, Quanzo Martin. Um, I think Dennis Gates is a really good coach, was at Cleveland State. They were really bad um, when he got there, and he kind of took over and revitalized them, um, got way better. I think they made the tournament 2020-2021. 20, 20, 20, um, I think he's, he's younger. He's a Leonard Hamilton disciple. Um, I, think he's, I think he can do good things at Missouri it's also a tough place to win um, and recruit to I feel like a little bit um, then finally South Carolina um, Lamont Paris in Frank Martin out um, Lamont Paris has led Chattanooga to the tournament he's a younger guy comes from I think Wisconsin he was at before um, Chattanooga so Big Ten pedigree I think he could, he could be good um, 87 and 71 in 5 years at Chattanooga not terrible um in the whatever what do they play socon um so yeah that, that's the, the the coaching carousel um for this year um keep your eyes out for more more could come now we go to the fun the cartoons
0: bracket um yes that's what we're gonna call it spot number two I'll let you this start. is gonna be our new bracketology spot in honor of the greatest sporting event in the universe march madness Not a whole 64 or 68 team thing, just 16. So we're going to, week after week, I already started a list. We've got about 12 of them, so that should get us through the summer. Some sports, some pop culture, some food, whatever. Things that are our favorite things to discuss and gnaw on when we're on vacation, when we're on the golf course, whatever. This will be our new, so we call it spot two, call it second down, whatever you want. This week is what we'll call the cartoon bracket. So we have four regions, each with four players. We have the Hanna-Barbera bracket facing off eventually against the PBS bracket. And on the opposite side, we have the Warner Brothers bracket going up against the Adult Cartoon bracket. Ryan and I discussed and we seeded this, but we have not talked about how we would pick it out. So we're just going to pick this away and we're going to go. And then you can add us all you want. Again, the idea—if you got an idea for this, let us know. Um, it's just a fun way for us. When you know, rather than kind of force sports conversation, when frankly there isn't as much on the plate for us, gives us a little something to, to goof about. And and I'll lead it since I am the goofball of the podcast. So, first of all, probably arguably the number one overall seed in the uh, in this contest, we got Scooby Doo facing the four seed Jetsons. Ryan, who you got?
1: Oh, I really like both of these shows. When I was young, fun um,
0: fact: I think somebody, Chris or somebody, said that George Jetson would be born today to be forty in the show in twenty sixty two. I looked that up; it's something like that. But anyway, crazy. it's a fun Jetsons fact.
1: Crazy, yeah. I'm gonna go Scooby Doo. That's my favorite show. I think probably maybe of
0: all time. Um, you got two that. good dogs. You got Astro Roar against Scooby Doo. In honor of Jeff, we got to go with, with Scooby-Doo here. It's hard to beat that. Um, and they will face the winner of this one. Ryan never saw this, but this was what I woke up on Saturday morning for, and I know uh, guys my age definitely would do this. Number three seed Super Friends against the number two seed Flintstones. Not yeah, the Michigan I, State Flintstones. I don't know anything
1: about – I've never seen – I've heard you talk about it, but I'll just go Flintstones. I actually really do, did like that show. It was always, always good. Yeah. Um, Enjoyed it, so I'll go
0: with. And I'm gonna go with a little upset here. I'm gonna go with Super Friends. So we'll finish. You want to finish out this bracket? Yeah. Go to the next one. I, I mean, I'm moving Scooby. So we got Scooby Doo do against Super Friends. I, I mean, you can't you can't argue Scooby Doo. Honestly,
1: it's so good. All right,
0: so Scooby Doo, the number one seed holds there. Going down to the PBS bracket, you've got what would arguably the number four, number one seed out of the group, Arthur. Facing possible Cinderella, Phineas and Ferb. Oh, two
1: excellent shows. Both remind me...
0: Just don't watch the very last Arthur, holy. They yeah. didn't grow up in a great way. Very Talk fun- about woke.
1: Very fondly in my uh, of my childhood. Um, dang, man. Phineas and Ferb's really good. That was when I was a little older Arthur. A little more sentimental. I'll go with that. That's like you want young. You
0: Arthur? You know, I probably watched and paid more attention to Arthur, um... You know, I just remember the Arthur Christmas special, Tina, 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 the talking tabby. That just like I can't get that out of my mind from the kids. Phineas and Ferb. Kristen is great at quoting. Phineas and Ferb are doing a science experiment or something like that. Again, it was a it was a Disney show. It was pretty funny. Great show. uh, I'm going to go with Arthur there, Um, and they all play the winner of number three, Clifford, against number two, the Peanuts.
1: I'm going to go, I I like, I mean, I like the Peanuts, um, but I got to go with Clifford. That's also OG to me.
0: Yeah, OG, Clifford is OG. I remember the books, not the cartoon from when I was little. But I got to go with Peanuts. That's a little bit more of my genre. Um, wah, 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 wah. Uh, their specials, just the shows, um, always a big Snoopy fan. So I'm going, with, I'm going to advance the Peanuts. So Ryan, you got Arthur against Clifford and I've got, Arthur against the Peanuts gang. Yeah, I'm
1: going to go. I'll go Arthur. It's chalk, I know, but they were great show.
0: All right, moving over to the Warner Brothers bracket. You got, you know, the whole slew of cartoons that really kind of fits into this the Looney Tunes. I mean, you got any number of things Bugs Bunny, Roadrunner, all that stuff. So, number one seed the Looney Tunes against Sleeper seed number four Smurfs. Oh, I like I like the Smurfs. I'm going with the upset here. The
1: Smurfs is a great show. Love
0: that. <laughs> Smurfs was another Saturday morning classic Hell with Gargamel. Yeah. All right, and they will face the winner. Oh, and I got to pick mine. I got to go Looney Tunes. I mean, it's just classic, right? You got from, from a lot the big of big old rooster to good you know stuff. all that stuff. So. Um, going down the winner of that one plays the winner of number 3 seed Tom and Jerry against number 2 seed SpongeBob.
1: Oh, Tom and Jerry, that's a that's a another just absolutely classic show. Boomerang was the was the show. I think it was 297 on Direct TV back in the day. That that I always watched that. That's I could uh, still sit and watch Tom the heck and Jerry. Of a show. I mean, absolutely. They, this, they're making a movie. I think they made a movie of it.
0: SpongeBob is a funny show. Don't get me wrong, but Tom and Jerry is just vintage. So uh, you've got Smurfs three versus four, Smurfs versus uh, Tom and Jerry, and I've got Looney Tunes. Yeah, versus Tom I'm going Jerry. Tom and
1: Jerry, yeah. easy easy money. Tom and
0: Jerry, easy money. I agree with that. Um, so we got our first uh, non chalk there to the final four for Ryan, um, and in the adult cartoon um, bracket, a little tougher here. You got. Number one seed and a regular in our house, as in every day, it's on in some way, shape, or form, Family Guy, against another sleeper seed, number four, that I don't think gets enough run now, and might be like an adult swim or something, but Beavis and Butthead.
1: I've never seen it. I'm, I'm, I, <laughs> Family, <laughs>
0: Family Guy is one of my favorite shows of all time. i got to go with it. You said ass. Yes. <laughs> Beavis and Butthead is, is way underrated for what it was. It got me through a lot of non-studying times at michigan state but i gotta go family guy i mean still that's been running for what like 20 something it took a little bit of a hiatus but it's 20 some years and talk about a show that can predict the future not as much as one of our other remaining teams here in the bracket but um a lot of stuff that just somehow happens and comes to fruition so well written so well spoken i gotta go family guy as well and that brings us down to playing the winner of Number three, South Park. And number two, The Simpsons. The Simpsons has been on since I was in high school. That's crazy. So 30... It's like the longest running... 33, 34 years now. Unbelievable. It's like the longest running... And talk show about predictions. I mean, yeah. they predict... They predicted the Ukraine war with Russia most recently. Like, nine or ten years ago. I don't watch it that much anymore. The movie was actually hilarious. It's a really another great show. Really funny. Doesn't get old. Um, South Park is just so inappropriate, so it's it's funny in its own way. Personally I gotta go with the Simpsons, right? Yeah, that? I mean I I mean the Simpsons. They predicted the Donald Trump presidency, they predicted
1: Super Bowls, they predicted Jenner. Bruce Jenner dude, being I, a woman. No, that was on Family Guy. Oh,
0: was that on Family Guy? Disney
1: buying twentieth century Fox, you know, smart yeah. watches, um, you know, auto correct coming up. Um, you know, like uh, C- FIFA's corruption of the uh, of uh, scandal World Cup results, the Beatles doing stuff, um, you know, video chat like with like Skype stuff like that. Um, just just absolutely like ridiculous. Matt stuff. Groening
0: has a time machine. Faulty voting
1: sure. machines. I mean, you look at this and you're like, what? Like, how is this even humanly possible? Ebola outbreak, like. <laughs> <laughs> what like
0: can't make that up
1: I mean I'm looking at this like it's unbelievable
0: so you got Simpsons there too no I'm gonna go south Park. Oh, go south I, Park.
1: I love I like the Simpsons a lot but south Park is oh, so funny
0: all right family guy south Park for you family guy for and sure. I got family guy over the Simpsons all right so much like the kind of like the actual final 4 ryan rya's got three number ones and a three I mean it wasn't three number ones obviously but it's a one two twos and a and or well i don't remember what it was but anyway lower seed's getting in here. Um, so let's go. Ryan, you got Scooby-Doo against Arthur in one semifinal. Scooby-Doo. And then I've got Scooby-Doo against the Peanuts. i got to go Scooby-Doo, um, especially when the Harlem Globetrotters make an appearance. Scooby-Doo. We both have Tom and Jerry against Family Guy, number three seed against uh, number one seed down there. Who you got?
1: Well, I'm going to go Family Guy. That's a tough one. I think it would be a close one, but I'm going to go with FG...
0: And I'm gonna go with Tom and Jerry. So I got Scooby Doo one against Tom and Jerry three, and you got one v one Scooby Doo versus Family Guy. Who you got?
1: <sighs> got to stick back to my, the old days. I'm gonna go with the Scooby Dooby Doo. Where are you?
0: Tom and Jerry and Scooby Doo go back as far with me as the Super Friends. Three absolute favorite. Could still sit down and watch Great it and change. laugh and giggle and just get lost in it for hours on end. But I gotta go with Scooby Doo. Um, there was a lot of other shenanigans going on that you didn't understand at that age. That makes it even funnier now. Um, Scooby snacks could just as easily be Doritos. Let's just leave it at that, or Taco Bell, if that's so, if you so choose. So, in our inaugural non-sports, goofy off-the-wall bracket contest, Scooby Doo is the unanimous winner of the top 16 cartoons of all time. All right, Ryan, move us on to Love. third down.
1: Third down, Mount Rushmore. That's going to be the the spot here for a while. Uh, we're going to do the in, in honor of the uh, NBA playoffs. Here, um, we're going to do the best NBA teams of all time. Um, you can go ahead if you'd like.
0: All right, you want me to just pick one?
1: Yeah, do one, and I'll do two. Okay. So.
0: Um, you know, boy, I've ma- I'm going to just first a little bit of podium ish this. I've been pretty outspoken that I think the NBA now is soft. It's why I don't like the NBA. I really only follow like Draymond and Jaron and Xavier and see if Cassius is doing something or whatever. I I just think the NBA is nothing worth watching. I mean, you got Steph and you got, okay, you got some of that stuff. It's great, but... The game is so damn soft. The guys that I watch on TNT, like Barkley, and, you know, those guys are not in the NBA anymore. So I'm going to preface, that's my long way of saying my teams are all going to be from the 90s or, or before um, because that's when I remember watching and wanting to watch the NBA because it was basketball as I knew and loved. So that said, my first overall, I got to go with the Pistons. Um, I'm scrolling here to find figure. Remember which year they had? Obviously, they kind of had a really a great That's run. A um, I'm going to go with their '88 '89 squad, one of the most hated teams in NBA history because they were so My physical. Bad. 63 and 19. Dennis Rodman, John Sally, Bill Laimbeer. I mean, they didn't have this mega superstar bought team. Um, they beat the Celtics, they beat the Bulls, and then they swept Magic Johnson and the Lakers in the finals. Magic got hurt with a hamstring, and that. Um, but that was uh, championship number one for the Pistons after knocking at the door for a while and getting knocked off by the Celtics. Right, i got to go with the Pistons.
1: Good choice. Um, more recent, um, the 2016-17 Golden State Wars, I think they went, shit, what was it? record? Oh, yeah, they set the record. I mean, 72 wins. They didn't win the like NBA that? title, which is tragic. Yeah, I think they, oh, went, they lost a LeBron, think went 73-9 right. regular season. I mean, they had Katie, they had Steph, they had Clay, they had Draymond. Unbelievable. Um, yeah, it was wild. Um, they were really good, um, but they didn't win the finals, which sucks. Uh, Loss of LeBron—that um, was when they blew the three-one lead. Um, that'll never be let down. But that—that that was an un- unbelievable season um, and an un- unbelievable team. Um, second, uh, I'll stick in this. I have a couple from this century, uh, underrated, but we're gonna do it. Um, we're gonna stay with the Pistons, and we're gonna do the 2004 Pistons. I think that's an underrated team. Tayshawn.
0: so Ray.
1: so good. Yeah, I mean, that was a good team. They won the finals four-one over the Lakers when they were really good. I mean, you look at lot Chauncey, um, you know, Rip Hamilton was an absolute stud. Uh, Tayshaun they had you know Big Ben, they had Sheed um, off the bench. They had you know guys like Hubert Davis. Was on that team, Lindsey Hunter. Um, you know, really good. Some Darko. Oh, Darko was so good. <laughs> uh, biggest boss in NBA history.
0: Uh, Imagine what they would have been if they had like Carmelo yeah, or somebody geez, like that. Instead. That would have been a
1: dynasty. But I mean, that team was unreal. They were so good on defensively. Ben Wallace is like one of the most underrated NBA players of all time. Um,
0: he's just, probably the last. Well, I mean, Draymond, but he's kind of like those a, guys are few and far between anymore. Just tough. Huh? All right, I'm going to stick uh, in the mid-80s. I'm going to go with 86-87 LA Lakers. They did not win at all. Boston actually won it. The Lakers got upset uh, by the Rockets in the Western Conference Finals that year. But like Showtime at its probably arguably close to its peak. um, Magic towards the end of Kareem. James Worthy. AC Green, Michael Cooper, Kurt Rambis. Mm, I mean, that team was just great. They were a great basketball team. You know, you hated them if you were a Pistons fan, especially if you were a Celtics fan, you hated them. Um, But a great, great basketball team to watch. Um, And then for me, for my third spot, I got to go with a similar era Celtics team. Now, I'm going to preface this by saying there might not have been a team in that era that I hated more. Um, and it was funny because I was in high school, and uh, a girl that I went to high school with, Casey, her dad, who ended up being my first boss, Pat Crumley, would stop by, see me shooting hoops in my driveway, and say, Come to my house after dinner. We're playing a best of five series one on one. And we would play games to 10 in his driveway. And I had this sweet little spin back to my left move going down the slope of the driveway so he couldn't block it. He was a little bit bigger than me. This little left hand flip hook. He was always the Celtics. I was always the Pistons. Mind you, I was in high school. I was way scrawnier than the fat ass I am now. And we would talk trash left and right. I hated the Celtics. I didn't hate Pat. Pat's a great guy. One of the best guys you'll ever meet. But I hated the Celtics. And mm-hmm. it drove me to beat him in those games. Uh, but the 85-86 Celtics. I mean, how, how can you argue with Larry Bird? One of the greatest guys ever who almost quit basketball after he went to Indiana. Like, they... Indiana State had to kind of talk him into coming back to playing. And imagine if he hadn't played. Imagine. 1979, imagine, Magic Bird would have never happened. Like, all these these things wouldn't have happened. But that team, Dennis Johnson, at the time, the only black guy I ever remember having freckles. You had Danny Ainge, who was a, just a punk. You wanted to punch him in the face. You had Robert Parrish, who was like an even bigger punk, whose arms were as long as his legs. Kevin McHale, his puffed-out chest. Great Minnesota Golden Gopher. A perfect team to hate. A perfect team to hate, but they were really, really good. They had the Pistons number for a while. That's my third greatest NBA team.
1: Yeah. Love that. Um, then I have a couple more here. Um, we're going to go. Uh, I, I put a couple here. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, we will go with 96 Bulls, 72 and 10. Um, NBA champions over the Supersonics. Of course, you got the GOAT. We got MJ. We've got Pippen. We've got Mr. Pippen when he finally Dennis, got off. Dennis Rodman. We've got you know, Ku coach was good. Steve Kerr, Ron Harper. You know all these guys that ended up being really good. You know NBA guys were playing for them. Winnington was you know strong in them. Longley. I mean, unbelievable team led by Michael Jordan, the greatest to ever do it. Um, unbelievable team um, will go down as probably, I mean, if not the best of all time. Um, really, when it's was all said and done. Um, then another team, another team that won. I, I haven't done the Lakers team, I haven't done a West team yet. I'll, I'll go with Lakers here. 2000, 2001, um, NBA champs over Kobe the 76ers. Um, oh, yeah, unbelievable. A uh, young Kobe, young, like, kind of getting chubbier, Shaq, but he was unreal um, at the time. And they also had Derek Fisher, um, You know, Horace Grant was on that team, Robert Horry, Ty Lue, um, they had a lot of, actually, some some really good role players as well. But Kobe and Shaq uh, were just unbelievable. Um, both, obviously, two of the best to ever do it at their positions. Um, you know, top 10 players of all time, without a doubt. Um, unbelievable.
0: Yeah, for my last one, i got to go with the 82, 83, 76ers. Talk about a loaded team. Won, won the world championship. Dr. J, J. Um, you know, Andrew, Tony, Mo Cheeks, Moses Malone, who was getting up there in age at that point in time, but was just a a scoring and rebounding machine. um, Beat Swept the Lakers in the finals that year. A little avenged the loss from a couple years before that in the championship when magic stepped in and played Kareem's position and absolutely shredded the Sixers to win, win the world championship. But I got to go with the, 76ers, and that gives me four, stuck to my word, four 80s-era teams back when basketball was no, – is- the NBA was a was game back then.
1: Yep. All right. That's the Rush Rushmore for this week. Um, last spot, uh, last down, golf. Uh, Masters review here. We're going to talk RBC Heritage. Um, golf, Masters, hit me with it.
0: Yeah, I mean – So some would argue like, okay, I, you know, I got after it a little bit in my podium about, you know, it was fun to watch because Tiger was there and then Tiger played pretty bad the last two days and it wasn't as fun. Scheffler ran away with it. I, I, the reason I like this one so much uh, and as much as any of them is just, number one, is there a place more pristine, whether they paint it, whether they have all these, you know, super secret things they do to keep it there. I don't really care. It's just immaculate to watch And it's one of the few golf courses on tour that doesn't have to be super tricked up or long to trip these guys up. It plays tough. Ryan and I last week talked about he predicted minus 10 would win it if Scotty Scheffler doesn't forejack the last hole. Minus 12, which is my predicted score, wins it. The next highest score was minus 7. You know, they had some tough conditions. It was pretty breezy. You know, it would have been wet early in the week and warm. Then it was breezy and then it was breezy and cold on Friday. It's a little bit better Saturday. It was perfect on Sunday. Um, but it's just, there's just not, I I mean, I love golf. I watch golf every weekend. I love the U.S. Open. I love the British. I watch those probably pretty much from start to finish. And, and I do the same with the Masters. Like I check my app on the Masters. There's just so many great things about that that, you know, I know Ryan was kind of lamenting, oh, it's going to be a runaway. I want it to be close. I did too. Honestly, I had Cam Smith winning it, if you recall. So I wanted him to win so I could, so I could win some money. And, and it looked like for a little while on Sunday, birdie, birdie starts, Scheffler starts par par. But then all of a sudden, he's in trouble. And you're thinking, oh, this could be the door that swings it. Scheffler hits just an unreal bump and run chip from a spot you would never imagine doing a bump and run. No. Birdies it. Cam bogeys, and boom, flips that thing back to a four-stroke lead. It got close again after 11, and then number 12, as it always does. Most recently, it really kicked um, Spieth in the balls when he, he blew his chance to win for a second year. Uh, it You knew it. He knew it as soon as he hit it. It was just a flare. I think he hit a nine iron, a flare nine iron. It got kind of hung up in that really swirling wind. It came off the toe funny, and one thing led to another and cam had a triple and it was basically over not to be overshadowed rory played one hell of a great last round ryan and i were agreeing on this early in his career rory was not very likable and ryan wouldn't have known tiger early in his career early in his career i don't think tiger was as likable as now that he's human he's more likable rory's more human he's more approachable he's more likable but how can you not like Scotty Scheffler? I was actually kind of surprised that that they didn't show or you didn't see more guys greeting him. Because universally, everything that I've read is that he is a humble, well-liked guy. He might, if anything, he might be a little bit of an introvert. Like, uh, clearly, he's super close with his wife. Um, they, they were high school sweethearts. She was very emotional as he came up to 18. Um, loved, by the way, the the. the you know, very um Phoenix openish cheer after he, he missed his third putt to kind of get him recentered then he makes the fourth and he laughs like that human element of him and let's just talk about this. He has won four times in his last six starts. He is the fastest ever to go from win number one to world number one. 42. Days unreal, Tiger did that in 252 days, and that's the second fastest to put in perspective. Now, is he going to win 15 16 majors? I'm not going to predict that, but he is a machine. He just doesn't, when he makes mistakes, he screw up. He does not compound his he mistakes. He, he, re- he recovers, he knows how to recover, he knows how to take his medicine. If he needs to take a bogey, he takes a bogey, but he doesn't take the double bogey, even on 18 on Saturday when he just kind of like jack hooks one into the Azaleas and has to take an unplayable. He's super smart about the way that he took his unplayable. He tested for roots underneath, make sure he didn't get hurt. Like he, he played all the rules to his advantage and stuck a 200 plus yard three iron over the green actually, but then saved, I think he saved a bogey and, and saved a three stroke lead. I mean, um, Scheffler is phenomenal. There's no doubt he's, I had a note here and I'll let Ryan talk a little bit about it, but, um, He has four wins in 57 days. He's the first player to win four times in six PGA Tour starts since Jason Day did it in the summer of 2015. Um, Day's sprint also included an ascent to world number one and a major championship, by the way, the PGA at Whistling Straits. Um, I just... Unbelievable, and the thing is, is you had you had a great leaderboard. Like Lowry's up there; he's a super likable guy. Won the British a couple years ago. Cam Smith, I really like him. I picked him to win the Players, and he won. I picked him to win this past weekend, and he was right there until the very end. Um, love his game. He's a little bit more of a swashbuckler, a little bit more prone to maybe kind of a blow up or a mistake, but fun to watch. Um, guys like Corey Connors that have been playing really well, finished well. Um, I personally took a lot of pleasure in the fact that James Piat, Piat, however you want to say it, I think it's Piat, the U.S. amateur champion, Michigan State Spartan, outscored Bryce and Deschambeau. Both missed the cut, but Piat was minus 10, DeChambeau was minus 11. Yeah. I mean, but guys like Kapka missed the cut. Um, it was fun to watch. It was fun, and I like it when, I mean, yeah, you want the weather and the birds chirping, which are, by the way, mostly fake. Um, you want that stuff, but I liked that they had some challenging conditions too.
1: Yeah, I mean it was it was super fun to watch. Always, 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 always loved that that event. Um, just so. Much Nance fun. is in his
0: wheelhouse there. He's comfortable. He is.
1: I mean, it's it's. I could
0: give or take Faldo, but yeah, he's out. But their their on course group is really good. Yeah, um, they I mean, did. Absolutely. They, I remember I was telling Ryan a couple of years ago maybe not a couple years ago, but not that long ago, you didn't see the front nine ever on that course, maybe like in a highlight shot. Like they didn't used to follow the final group all the way through. Right. Um, that's a more recent thing, and, and I'm glad that they do it because people will watch it. And you may say, oh, it was anticlimactic because Scheffler had the lead. But it never is on the back nine. I mean, Rory went, seven, well, he shot a 64, best ever Sunday round there um, for anybody, I think, or, or tied the best lowest Sunday round. Yeah, he, um, yeah, he went off. You know, he didn't quite have enough, but you never know who's going to come back to you. Um, Shoffley kind of blew it last year. He doubled, I think it was, 16 and and fell off the the wagon there. So um, a fun tournament. I, I like that it's the first major. It just kind of gets the juices flowing. Now they have the RBC this week, which Ryan and I got to play last year. It was my first on my heater of, I think... Had Cam won this last week, that would have been eight times I've picked the winner since last year's RBC, which is, if you think about it, not to toot my own horn, but that's actually pretty hard to do. And yeah. golf, because it's it's one on the field, right? Like, and if you get hot, you get hot. If you don't, you don't. But I like in a couple weeks they've got the Zurich, which yeah, is that's next week. Yeah, that's gonna be fun. that's a fun one. Smith really and Leishman fun. won that last year. You know, we got a couple of kind of fun ones coming up here, and then you've got the PGA in May, and then you got the US Open in June, and then you got British. the British in August, President's and then you got the Cup. FedEx Cup. So golf is definitely there'll be plenty to talk about golf golf wise, but Brian yeah. anything We didn't else? Talk,
1: we not talk our foursome, so I oh, yeah. Morikawa did pretty well, Hovland did alright, Spieth and Burns missed the cut by they were combined hundred and thirtieth, I I take the you know, fifty three plus fifty three, and then add them up. Plus, uh, you know, positions of guys that made the cut. Then you had Smith, who obviously did well. Kisner did okay. Horschel made the cut, but did terrible. Shawfley. So, uh, my total placing was 138 years was 143. Really? It was that bad, even though I had the number three Because Schal- Horschel was at the bottom almost. Oh, bottom of the mid And Morikawa was top 10. Ho- or Hovland was, like, top 20. Oh, gotcha. So yeah, makes sense. Ended up doing that. But we will get to the RBC here. Um, we know this is a challenging course. It's tight. You need to put you know, put the ball in play. The greens we'll the are gators. diabolical. There's a big gator under what the that, thirteen, fourteen, yeah, 13, whatever 13th, on the bridge. The thirteenth par, three. par three, huge gator. That's like a, a twelve it's a deer footer. eater. We'll he runs forward. across the fairway, chases deer. Um,
0: <laughs> what was our but, caddy's name again? Dang it. Old New York Stadium. He was a good dude. Todd or something like that. I can't remember what it was. I'll think of it. Um, I got to go back and get a new hat, though, because I sweated through my hat last year when we played. I ruined it. But, yeah, we'll yeah. just go over there. We're gonna we're going back to Hilton Head in a couple weeks. But yeah, so.
1: I mean, un- unbelievable golf course. Um, and it's always a fun event. You know, right after the Masters. I mean, Stuart Sink last year, you won your money off that. Dustin's done well. And, I mean, we went in that locker room. You see all those names, those those past winners. I mean, Davis Love's won like six times, whatever. I mean, crazy.
0: He's playing this week. What plus fifty thousand? They have
1: the shot like the loudest beginning of the tournament golf. You know what they do? The guy, through the winner puts on the the plaid jacket. And he hits his shot out to the sound, and they shoot off the cannon when he hits when he tees off.
0: Oh, that's cool! I so That's pretty know that. cool. Yeah, we were there in 2020. You know, the screwed up year because of COVID. When see, that was going yes, on, yep. they had no spectators. But Web Simpson
1: was a champion. Yeah
0: that that is a that's a fun fun course to play. It's awesome. Um, I'm looking forward to watching, especially now that we've played it. Watching it will be even more fun. Like I always like to watch that one anyway. And a lot of big names are playing this. Week. It's very, kind of surprising, which so is good. Field.
1: Excuse me. Yeah. Um, get we'll pick our guys here. I'm gonna go two guys that did pretty decent over the weekend. I'm gonna go Shane Lowry. Um, played great. He's a you know he's consistent. Uh, you know can hit that low ball flight. Probably be a little windy out there. Um, you know being by the sound and whatnot. Um, I like him a lot. And then I got Kevin Na, a guy that played pretty well over the weekend as well. He's just consistent. Um, I like him.
0: Yeah, I think he's done well there before. Um, I thought about Corey Connors because he's been on, on a Everybody nice injured. hot streak lately. Um, I had to go back to a plus 13,000 pick because that's what won it last year for me was Sink, my first uh, golf bet win. Um, Kramer Hickok, who was epically close in the, what, eight-hole playoff, was it last year at yeah, the Hertford with, with um, Harris. Yeah, with Harris English. He hasn't played. He's been hurt. He's hurt. So Hickok is kind of my wild card. You picked plus him 13, twice 000. already this
1: year, you know that? I have. No, yeah, You picked him in the Sony – and in the uh, Amex. Oh,
0: I think I like him because I want him to win. And I looked at a couple different guys. Like I said, I looked at Nah, I looked at Connors, but the name that just sometimes you go with your gut feel and you see a name. That's what I did last year with Sink Russell Henley. He played well at the Masters. Yeah, played pretty bit. well. He's got kind of the game. I think for like Ryan said, if you TV probably doesn't even do it justice. I now that CBS has gotten a lot more into their drone footage, which by the way was a huge ad to the Masters coverage. I don't recall that they really yeah, did as much of sweet. that in the past. That gave you so many other unique perspectives. When they pull out that drone and give you those perspectives of RBC, it is every bit as tight as it looks. And, and boys and girls, we played it from like whatever, the white tees. I, I have the scorecard in here. We didn't play it from the tips. So so imagine how tight that thing is. And I mean, we're talking about sharp 90-degree turned dog legs where you can't cut corners because it's like loaded with trees and – and whatever else um, but it's going to be a fun one to watch uh, and then coming up here soon if we can get some weather that cooperates today was beautiful here in Michigan 70 tomorrow it's supposed to be about that and then we're supposed to get some severe storms and then we're 40 and oh. flurries for the weekend um, which is going to suck Ryan and I already played twice by this time last year um, we got to get some rounds in because we got Arcadia Bluffs coming up and we've got mm-hmm. don't know we might play in Hilton Head we'll figure that out but Hopefully golf season is upon us, at least got out to hit some golf balls so far this year. And again, if you're interested in being a being a sponsor for the pod for the golf segment, hit us up. We'll we'll take one. All right. Let's move into the sprint. We'll give baseball a little bit of love because I should have mentioned this in my intro. My season is complete because I heard a crazy Dan Dickerson call of a home run in the bottom of the ninth, and the opener. And then I missed how it ended, but that was an epic way for the Tigers to start the season. Ryan, over, under on Tigers wins. 81 being the number. That's 500 ball. Over 81, below 81. What's he at right now? No, the Tigers. Oh,
1: Tigers. Yeah, I'll say they're a 500 club. I'll I'll say over. I'm going to say they go 82 and 80.
0: 82 and 80? Okay, I like that. I I think they're going to probably have to find a bat. They, they, point, it better right now? A little bit a better. I mean, it's game. tough the at the beginning of the season. Spring training was a little screwy. Yeah, I mean, But they're, I, I they're think they're they've young. got some nice pieces and parts. Um, they picked up, you know, Baez has already been good for them as a pickup. Meadows was big in the first game. I don't know how he's doing since then. But I'll go over 81. Um, I don't think they'll win the division. But um, oh, sucks. we'll get into it, too, because they added another playoff team. And at some point in time, we should give our predictions maybe in a week or two when we study it a little bit. We can, we can figure it out. Um, half court. Who wins, this is really early and out of the blue, who wins the NBA title this year? I, can't, I don't even know the seeding. I can't
1: sleep on the Warriors. I mean, they, they're going to be healthy for the playoffs. It's going to be the first time in a while that they've been healthy in like three years for the playoffs. So I'm going to go Warriors.
0: Yeah, I don't mind that. I honestly know very little about it. I'm just going to go with the Bucks repeat. Um far free-throw line of back. Will Scotty Scheffler win another major title this year? Yeah, Says yes. Southern Hills. I think, I think he's,
1: he's a win at Southern Hills. He says it's his favorite course. I mean... And he's hot. It's he's hard to pick against,
0: hat. right? Like, hopefully we'll stop seeing Rahm as the favorite for everything. No offense to Rahm, but, I mean, clearly he's not playing all that well, and, and Scheffler's doing very little wrong. I... It would not surprise me, but I think it's going to have to be the PGA. I don't know that he wins the U.S. Open or the Open. U.S. Open or is or really hard. This yeah, year. he did okay last year. Although, I Open. would say with the British, a.k.a. the Open, he's from Texas. Texas very windy. A lot of, not Link style, but more Speaking you got to of kind of play so. the cheaters, the Texas wedges and stuff. So, I'm not going to predict that he's going to win the PGA, but I will say yes, Sheffield is going to win another major this year as well. And finally, because we talked about this a little bit in the Open, there's not as much to talk about. Long and back. Next sporting event that's on your radar. Um, RBC this weekend. <laughs> Good one. i got to say, for big event, that for sure, but I'll, I'll go in a, uh, NFL draft. That's we'll, big, too. We'll get big on that here in the next com- coming couple weeks. Uh, there will be plenty of stuff to talk about there. So, All right, Ryan, give us a little uh, social media wrap-up. We beg you
1: to give us topics because
0: you know we're it's it's hard to look for them nowadays give us a mount rushmore topic you want to talk about
1: we've talked about a lot of different stuff and we want to hear you know we want to make sure we're doing different stuff and what you guys (laughs) excuse me want to hear um so yeah i mean we're open to anything really so so let us know but we appreciate you guys listening um you know keep sharing it get punch that like button Um, Give us five stars. Give us one star, whatever you think we are. Leave a comment if you want. Tell us we suck. I don't care. Um, Helps us get better, so thank you.
0: (laughs) I like it. All right. Uh, Final shout out to our presenting sponsor, Team Anders Realtors, C. Tim, Jim, and Donna for all of your realty needs here in West Michigan. Great people. They do a great job. They've helped a lot of our friends and, and I think a lot of folks who listen to this get and or sell a house teamanders.com. Meanwhile, as one of our cartoon characters highlighted earlier once said, that being Phineas, the only thing that is impossible is impossibility.